The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. Hi, uh, I want to give you guys a uh, introduction on uh, peptides, peptides and cancer, extremely important. Uh, one of the ways in which we uh, augment our biology uh, using natural methods. Um, and anyway, it's an exciting field, but it works really well. And it's something, what I love about it is it's something you can do at home. You don't need to go to a doctor. You don't need to have someone do it for you. You can do it for yourself. Yeah, it involves injections. Usually, sometimes it's nasal. You can uh, snort it. It's a liquid. But they're peptides. Um, but the injections are are, uh, are a little insulin needle, and you just grab a little piece of skin. It's really nothing. So let me share the screen here and uh, go give you an introduction. I'll probably break this up into three or four different uh, uh, segments. Here we go, and we'll share that, and then let's go here. There we go. Okay, so anyway, so with peptides, what are they? Well, uh, this is what an amino acid is. You've all heard of amino acids. They're important for proteins, right? And amino acids, you'll look right here. The amino group is the nitrogen there, and here's the carboxylic acid group. And then in here, we have all the different carbon and side chains, which define the amino acid. Um, okay, now there are 20 all together, and these are them. No need to memorize them <clears throat> unless you're going to medical school or uh, you're taking uh, or you're working on your PhD in biochemistry. Um, essential amino acids are the ones that we must ingest so that we can make the others. Okay, so keep in mind that plants make all 20 amino acids. All right. And uh, animals can only make about eight to 10, but they need, in order to do it, they need to get the original amino acids that the, from some other source. Okay. So that's why they're called essential. They have to get it into their body. Once they get in their body, they can modify them. Okay. So for us, these are them. Okay. And um, again, uh, so in other words, if we don't eat these, we won't be able to make other um, amino acids that we, uh, other, we make the other amino acids that form all the other proteins in our body. Okay. Essential. Now, uh, we're told we have to eat animals to get our protein, right? Have to eat animals. God, you don't eat animals. Well, turns out it's not true, as you would guess. So we look here, and these are the essential amino acids up here. Can you see that? Lysine, leucine, valine. Okay. And then over here are the non-essential ones. Okay. So let's look at animal foods. Indeed, we have all the essentials, and, and you can get the non-essentials, but you can get it from legumes, beans, lentils, peas. You can get them from grains, pasta. You can get it from nuts, vegetables, fruits, and mushrooms. You can get all of the essential. In other words, these, when they talk about quality protein, they're talking about the protein that uh, has uh, of the essential amino acids, right? 
I mean, uh, if I'm just eating food that has only the non-essential amino acids, uh, I'm in trouble. All right, so I just wanted to show you again here. So here's, these are the amino acids we're talking about that are essential, but as you can see, uh, you can get the lysine from soy, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, you can get, um, you know. Um, I'll make this, this whole thing available to you guys. Tryptophan, very, very, very important. When we, when we think of tryptophan, we have to think of serotonin, melatonin, those kinds of things, and other things. Uh, it's, it's part of the whole biochemical pathway to, for our production of NAD+, which is uh, very, very important in our redox biochemistry. So more foods rich in uh, amino acids. And I want you to see that um, whatever you've been told, that you have, have got to eat a dead animal to get healthy, um, is, I don't know, it's not madness. It's a lie. High-protein foods, kale, romaine, avocado, barley grass, spinach, goji berries, spirulina, chia seeds, Brazil nuts, sprouts. Oh, my God. Okay. So anyway, what is a peptide? A peptide is when you get two amino acids or more, they come together. And what happens? You see this OH here and this hydrogen here, so hydroxyl and hydrogen come together and the water falls off. And, okay, it's a hydration reaction. And what happens? A hydrolysis reaction. And what happens is you wind up with a peptide. This is a dipeptide, it has two. Okay. Now, so two or more amino acids is a peptide. Polypeptide is 10 or more. These are just, this is just nomenclature. Uh, 50 to 100 amino acids cut off between a peptide and the protein. Right. So once you have 100 amino acids, you definitely are into protein territory. Um, uh, but it's, it's confusing. Some people think it's 50 and more. So up less than 50 is a peptide, more. And so a protein is a polypeptide, multiple peptides. Okay. So here's the other names of them. You know, monopeptide, di, tri, tetra, penta, hexa, hepta, octo, nano, deca. Okay. A polypeptide. And a protein is here. Here they're saying 50 or more. But anyway. Now, what are peptides? Uh, peptides, if you think of how the body, we had 100 trillion cells, right? And they have, they have there, and it's all coordinated like an incredible, incredible symphony going on inside of our bodies. Um, and it's being coordinated. And so there are communication channels. One is the central nervous system with the brain and all the nerves. Another one is the endocrine system, which is the hormones. Uh, and then there's the peptides. Now, pep, some peptides are hormones. So, um, but, but I was talking about the other ones, the steroid hormones that we often think of. Um, like uh, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, right? Uh, uh, the rest of the uh, hormones are all peptides. So peptides are methods or is a mechanism by which cells in our body communicate with each other to coordinate everything that's happening. Heart beating, you're afraid, your heart rate goes up, and your eyes dilate, all that stuff needs to be coordinated. Okay, so there are several systems that coordinate. Uh, and they're naturally occurring. That's yes, our body makes it. Um, and as I said, there are two classes of hormones. There's the steroid hormones that we discussed and the peptide, which are uh, amino acids, right? Uh, they're produced in glands and other tissues such as the stomach, intestines, and brain. Um, now, <laughs> these are some of the uh, peptide hormones, just so you understand that we're talking like insulin, for example, right? 
prolactin in uh, women who've been pregnant know about prolactin. It's part of the milk letdown process. Uh, Parathoctone, okay. Uh, somatostatin, uh, basopressin. I don't know if you know these. FSH follicle stimulating hormone stimulates the uh, ferment um, uh, and stimulates for women. So for women, it's very important in the, the whole uh, uh, monthly cycle. Um, uh, let's see, gluc glucagon, which is the opposite, insulin's opposite. Ghrelin, which has to do with hunger, eating, appetite, uh, calcitonin. Anyway, so as you can see, oxytocin, um, as you can see, there's uh, a lot of these hormones that, we're hormones that we think of hormones are peptides. So peptides are naturally occurring substances in the body necessary to live. Okay. And then here's a protein again. Now, I just wanted to, I'm going to give you an example here of a protein just to show you how it's a, it's a lot of amino acids. So here we have a hemoglobin, which you know is in your red blood cell, carries oxygen, so it's absolutely essential. So here's what it looks like, as you can see. It's quite big. And then right in the middle there, you see that iron, okay? That iron is what attaches to the oxygen and carries it. Now, I want to show you something very interesting. You may know this. Um, the difference between chlorophyll, which is how uh, photosynthesis occurs, right? Light comes in and the light is incorporated um, into the molecule that produced called sugar, glucose. All right, so this is a, this here is a porphyrin ring. Okay, it's got alternating double bonds. You may not be able to appreciate that. It's not a very good picture here, um, but that alternating double bonds is how the this molecule is able to be photoreceptive. That is, it's able to catch a photon um, of light and then take that energy and use it. Well, it turns out that our blood, human blood, hemoglobin, is the exact same molecule. The only difference is we have iron in the middle instead of magnesium. And uh, at some other time, we'll talk about what I think is the significance of, of that. So let's go on. Here's how big it is, okay, just to see. This is growth hormone, whoops, whoops, 191 amino acids. I just want to show you how big these uh, uh, proteins can be. So, and then the working end is a very small part. So it's the shape of uh, a, a protein, a peptide uh, that defines its action. So here is what is I consider very, very important. Uh, so far, what we, what we think is that we're able to make uh, probably about 30,000 proteins in our bodies, okay? We have about 20,000 genes to make 30,000 proteins, but we make almost 300,000 peptides, okay? So peptides are very, very important, okay? Now, how do peptides work? Well, here they come. Here's the peptide. It comes in, it binds to a receptor, got to have a receptor, usually called a G receptor. And then it has this, it causes this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. Then it goes into the, into the nucleus and causes the nucleus to turn on or turn off a gene or produce something, okay? So that's how it works. It's a messenger telling, it's a message from one cell telling another cell to do some work. That's what it is, okay? So, um, so there are many are what they call G protein coupled receptors, okay? Um, anyway, there's over a thousand different types of these kinds of receptors. Uh, and it was, it's a big deal to have discovered this 2012 was a Nobel prize. But anyway, um, so just to let you know how natural this stuff is. So again, this is too much detail for our purposes right now. Um, 
So let's look here. Now, history of peptides in medicine. Okay, so uh, very interesting. Um, if we go back to, as you can see, um, with Alexander the Great, this is uh, B, uh, B, BC, uh, before current era, 300 years before current era. Um, this is uh, the Indians in uh, India had dipped their uh, arrows with Russell's viper, which is the, uh, it's, it's a snake, right? And this is what they use. It's very effective, very effective weapon, okay? Now, this was the first, this was the first time that we recorded that it was used actually to, uh, as, as, as medicinal, okay? Mithradates was bleeding to this, okay? This is 37 BC. And his physician, <clears throat> who was not going to, if he failed, he would have been put to death. So he didn't really want to. But anyway, he knew about this other viper, uh, um, uh, snake, who's, uh, who killed uh, its, uh, its prey by causing their blood to clot all over. And they would die, of course, if your blood clots, right? We're seeing that a lot now with our current um, uh, what they call a vaccination program going on. We're seeing a lot of blood clotting. So it's not a thing that you want to happen unless you're bleeding. And that's what happened with this guy. Okay. Gave him an injection right around the site and look what happened. Saved his life. This was a big deal. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted you to take a look. So it goes way back to there, the use of peptides. And then uh, in the, in, in the, um, in the, uh, in the 1970s, again, we were able to isolate this particular enzyme that's important in our in our health. Actually, it has to do with our blood pressure and all that sort of thing. And again, this is, we found it in a viper. Okay, um, so I won't go into all this stuff, but I just want you to know that these things are natural. They come from yeah, either us or from uh, vipers, or um, I mean, even other even other mammals. So insulin was the first medicinal peptide, okay, in 1921. Um, and this, again, this is a very long peptide. Let me show you what it looks like here. Okay, human insulin. So it's a peptide, 51 amino acids. It's got 21 on the alpha chain and 30 on the amino chain, okay? So even though this is, uh, so it's got 51. So in this case, we're considering it a peptide and not a protein, okay? Nobel Prize. Now, one of the newest things in uh, medical research and therapeutics, uh, and the beauty of it is, is that uh, you can't be damaged by it. Because think about it. Let's say you took a little bit too much, okay? What's going to happen? Your body's going to break down the excess. Break it down into what? It's going to break it down into uh, amino acids. And then, you, then, then it goes into your amino acid pool and it's used. I guess you could actually freak out and do too much, but I mean... Not in the amounts that we're talking about. I mean, you'd have to get a protein overdose. Yeah. You could get a protein overdose, peptide overdose, amino acid overdose. Um, but anyway, so what I'm saying is that the, the, the beauty of it, you're not going to get the side effects because that's not a drug. So what you're doing is you're stimulating a natural process by communicating something that would normally be communicated. And we're going to go into all the different reasons, all the different applications of this. I mean, we're going to talk about specifically about cancer, but uh, but but there are, I'm sure some of you would be interested in some of the other um, effects, like, for example, in cognition, helps with memory. Um, but some, somebody had posted something about 
I think they're, they're one of their parents had traumatic brain injury. It's the peptides are used fantastically with traumatic brain injury. And there are many other reasons. Also with uh, impotency and uh, libido problems, uh, pregnancy, uh, goes on and on. Okay, so the early peptides, uh, first half of the 20th century, they were isolated from natural sources, insulin from dog and cow. And then um, people may remember that it, all the insulin used to be come from pig. And then some people developed allergies from it. And then some people had religious reasons not to use it from pigs, like Jewish and Muslim people didn't could use it, um, but they could use it from a cow, um, whereas the Hindus wouldn't use it from a cow. But anyway, um, and then they developed what's called recombinant uh, technology. Recombinant technology is what's used nowadays, but they'll take a bacteria and they splice in the, the human um, uh, uh, gene for producing something such as insulin. And then the bacterial machinery produces a human insulin. That's how we get uh, what they call a humulin that is the product they call human. Okay, so that, and then these are the other, uh, another, one of the next peptides, oxytocin. Oxytocin, very important. We'll talk about it later. Um, but it's very good, very good for intimacy and it's good for other things between mother and infant and between um, couples. Now, um, let's stop there. And that'll be the first segment. And uh, I just hope you guys are getting interested in uh, peptides. They're very interesting. And I include it uh, for my own life. And I include it for uh, treatments for all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's amazing, amazing. So we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi Podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.